1: Patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at Orthopedic One.com.
0: This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by. Austin-based company Naturally Hims and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in pharmaceutical grade non-isolate based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together as opposed to just CBD. Full-Spectrum CBD or CBD Distillate tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally hemp CBD Distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon-lime, watermelon, and, get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So. If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest, create a Sig Vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference naturally hemps gummies can make in your life. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Headlock Talk. And for the first time ever, we invite Anthony from Smart to Death to come on. We're very excited we break down wwe aew new japan and much much more so check it out it's gonna be a hot one Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Headlock Talk. Yet that, again. Yet again. <laughs> I am, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and to my right, of course, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. What's up, listeners? What's going on? How's it going, Stephen? Oh, you know, it's going good. Yeah? Yeah. How's your week been? How's uh, the family and them? Good. Yeah? Uh, tiring. Yeah. yeah. Tiring? Yeah. Okay. Well, but good. You know, lots of wrestling. We're here now. <laughs> yes. Right? Very cool. Uh, Well, with us today, ladies and gentlemen, um, is the one and only Anthony from Smart to Death. Anthony, how are you doing today, man? You know, I'm doing well. You guys took
1: mine saying tired in a long week, so I'm going to say it was a short week. I'm not tired at all, and I definitely didn't join this show right after a nap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) None of those things happened. (laughs) Neither did we, uh, (laughs) unfortunately enough. You guys nap together? Uh, no, 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 separate houses. It's, uh, it's, okay, <laughs> we're we're in Texas. I don't know if that's allowed here. Uh, mm, I mean, I don't think so. Legally speaking, it's allowed. Yeah, right. there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell the governor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. So. Forgive me, I, I saw you took an awesome picture on Twitter of some uh, White Claw, Is that is that? am I saying that right?
1: I did, I'm so glad you brought that up, so, <laughs> uh, you know, we all saw the uh, Joey Janela gets drunk and then tries to get on TMZ by fighting Enzo yeah. this week, so I can confirm that the rumors that don't exist that I'm going to get drunk on, on White Claw and not get covered by TMZ and fight Enzo are true. I see. I will be fighting Enzo, and no one will care.
0: Well, I, I'll care, Anthony. I, Thanks, man. I mean, I'll be watching it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be in your corner. Uh, yeah. There you go. So, and, and and that that was really super weird. I mean, I, I, you know, for our listeners, I know we're like getting right into it, but yeah, that, that the whole Enzo and Joey Janella thing was super weird. They 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 ran into each other at a blink One Eighty Two concert, and then mm-hmm. like had some words I, I i know you're following the story a little bit more than i was oh i yeah because i'm all about the <laughs> so i just because on smart to death i
1: talk about more serious news and i'll do like you know there's like really serious stuff about tommy dreamer and that was really sad but i'm way more interested in like this wrestler is kind of an idiot and honestly joey janelle is just who i was but he's like 30 and i'm like 30 but i was that way when i listened to Blink 22 and i was like 20 or 19 <laughs> okay um So maybe even younger, like middle school, high school, I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to get drunk on Coca-Cola and try to fight people in a mosh pit. Like, that was me. So I relate to this guy. I'm like, I'm going to follow this story. But it is super weird. He said he wanted to get on TMZ and he goes, hey, I'm Joey Janela. Want to fight? Huh. That's how it went. And if he, like, he tried to be who he is as a commentator on uh, GCW on Game Changer Wrestling. But of course, nobody gets the joke except for people that watch GCW. Huh. You know. Learning so, how to be a star. So,
0: so what started as an inside joke became this very real situation, where Enzo Amore, with what looks like some board shorts and a, and a tank top and a weird hat, tried to fight Joey Janella in the middle yeah, of a watch pit.
1: He's homeless now. He lives at Blink One Eighty Two concerts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just stows away in the in the van. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, started as an inside joke, and this, like, all the <laughs> listeners out there, this is this is proof that inside jokes, when people don't get them, uh, they cause fights. <laughs>
0: Fair know. enough. Yeah, yeah. Secrets don't keep friends, I guess. Right? Mm. Yeah, no, they certainly <laughs> don't make them. <laughs> well, um, and, and since we've we've brought up your show, Anthony, I, I definitely want to talk about that because we we've actually been listeners of you for a long time ourselves, and. um I mean, I know the show has been doing some evolving recently, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for anybody who hasn't listened to Smart to Death, uh, can you kind of like give us some of your background and kind of, you know, what it is that you do and, and maybe a little bit of what Smart to Death is all about?
1: Yeah, so uh, I start. we started Smart to Death, uh, Kyle, Dylan, and I started Smart to Death back in January of uh, 2018. So uh, getting close to two years now, and the show started, and it's still pretty much the same uh, Kyle has since left, but the show started as, uh, we wanted to cover wrestling in a, in a serious way, but with some banter and some joking. and uh, we want to treat treat wrestling news like sports because frankly, wrestling news comes out as frequently as frequently as sports news, right? Like and especially with so many promotions, there's so much going on all the time. There's so many different um, articles and editorials, editorials written about uh, wrestling news that it's you know we, we want to cover all this stuff there's so much all the time so we did it in three rounds treated it like the show around the horn um mm. and you know we're not it, it's not popular enough for me to get uh, sued for copyright infringement yet so it'll stay that way for a while <laughs> uh but basic we started off and uh, when my fandom started in 2018 i was just a uh a wwe fan which is weird for me to say now Uh, But I was just a WWE fan. All I did was watch uh, WWE, and I just got into NXT. I was uh, New Japan adjacent, meaning that I knew it existed, and I had seen Kenny Omega versus Okada, Mm. but I didn't know anybody else. Like I didn't have this unnecessary love for Yano and Ishii, which I've developed in the last year and a half. Ah, uh, so Smart to Death now is just me. And basically, I just invite people on I enjoy doing content with, like JPQ that's over there on Brainbuster Radio with you guys. Mm. um also Mr. Warren Hayes, who is not dead anymore as that meme has now died, and he is back doing content uh, and and several others. So, um, I've made this show now where i I have very strong opinions about a lot of wrestling, but I want people to listen to it. And watch the streams live, engage with me, tell me your opinions, and Mm -hmm. no opinions within reason or bad opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want people to be able to come and make a community with Smart to Death, whether that's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Discord, wherever it is, YouTube chat, Twitch chats, Periscope chats. Uh, Feel like you can have an opinion as strong as you want one way or another, uh, and it's safe, and the podcast host isn't going to attack you and tell you why yours is wrong.
0: No, I mean that's that's you know definitely awesome of you you know for sure and and, and it's good to hear that you're you've, you've taken it to another extent cuz I mean to uh, to our um, I don't want to say to our credit but I mean that that's kind of the same kind of ideas that we had when starting out was like you know, hey, let's be like, you know, pardon the interruption meets, you know, Monty Python covering wrestling, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, that's awesome to hear. And, and like I said, we're, we're definitely big fans and we're heavily influenced by what you guys do at Smart to Death, for sure. Um, and it's cool because at first I didn't even know that you guys were out of uh, Waco, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, a
0: hop, skipping a jump
1: away from you guys as far as, uh, you know, Texas is concerned. We love to drive literally everywhere.
0: Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, what what got you in? I guess to wrestling at first. I know that's a really broad. Like you know, every interview talks about like, oh, well, what got you into wrestling? <laughs> right. But like, no, seriously. Like that's um, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not every day that you know the the wrestling community gets to come together and really talk about. Hey, this is this is kind of why I'm here, right?
1: Right. And see, that's that's actually a big reason why I like doing guest appearances too. Right. Is because you do you do your own show. And you have to live by the gimmick in your own show, so you don't get to really share things like why you watch. Which you know, Mags over there on y'all's y'all's network as well, who's mm-hmm. another good buddy of mine. I've I've been on his. But um, what got me into wrestling was pro- probably just like every other every other boy that grew up in the '90s. You know, my dad was into wrestling when he was a kid. Huh. Um, my dad actually knew the uh, the Von Erich family, like played baseball, league baseball with them. So. Um, he That's knew cool. yeah it's really cool you know because they're they're from they're from this area they're from Texas so mm-hmm. uh, my dad uh, knew them and so he he grew up with them was a big fan of wrestling he remember seeing Andre the Giant wrestle live when he was a kid um, and then as he got you know as as he had kids he started watching wrestling and we couldn't we could, we were super poor my dad worked at uh mr gaddy's when we were uh, my parents both did actually my dad was the nighttime manager my mom was the, the morning dough room manager and so we we were super poor couldn't afford t- uh, cable but we could afford blockbuster rentals hmm. which god damn do i miss blockbuster
0: <laughs> you're, you're not <laughs> you're not god, wrong man, that, man. That, was, that was where i first got into wrestling for a big part of it as well as like it, perusing the wrestling section somehow at blockbuster yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so when I was a kid, all we could watch was WCW because Mm. my parents felt that my my mom in particular felt that WWF was uh, too raunchy. Spoiler alert. She was correct. It was definitely inappropriate for <laughs> uh, for an eight to twelve year old to be watching bra and panty matches and you know, fucking stone cold I don't know if I can cuss on this show. Can yeah, I cuss on this go, show? Go for Fantastic. It, yeah. I don't know if fucking crucif- <laughs> crucifixions should have been shown by a d- evil dead demon lord and a and a redneck that hates his boss i guess is how you would describe those
0: characters in the 90s
1: like i don't know if i should have been watching that and i to be to be honest with you other than clips i've never actually seen that segment
0: you know i mean it, it, it's interesting that you bring up those kind of comparisons cuz i've gone back and rewatched uh, some of the old WCW stuff. You know, um, I make no bones about it. I I do like to listen to um the Wrestling Observer's Brian and Vinny show, where mm-hmm. they will do like the, uh, you know this you know on this day nineteen years ago yeah. you know Raw and, and um you know Nitro you know kind of look back episodes. I always think those are fun, um, but it was like. Oh, yeah, they did have a a character called General Erection, you know, and it's like, what, (laughs) you know, or or no, Huge Erection was, I guess, Uh, uh, you know, kind of what he went by. I was like, I don't know if either show was, like, super kid-friendly, but... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my it, it was really, to be honest, I think it was mostly that there was less, like less sex selling in WCW Mm. that's what it was like I didn't know what an erection was at 8 to 12 year olds and to be honest with you I'm not sure that I know now
0: hey fair enough Um, we'll we'll, we'll move along from the from from all of that but I still want to stay within WCW here Mm. Um, since that's what got you in uh, do you have a particular memory from your childhood about watching WCW that stands out most to you
1: um, you know, honestly, I just remember <clears throat> I I don't remember too much. It's very very fuzzy to me. Really most of it was like I remember watching WCW, but I mostly remember playing the WCW video games. Hmm. Um, and I for whatever reason have always been jo- uh, drawn to the greatest of all time, Chris Jericho. Yeah. Um, so I would always play with Chris Jericho and the Cruiserweight, and I remember seeing, you know, I remember seeing those things. I do remember um, the List of 1001 Holds, mm-hmm. I remember that segment very, very well. Um, and then I I also remember really loving uh, Goldberg during that time and seeing him dominate people and, and enjoyed Sting because who doesn't enjoy Sting? Mm-hmm. If you watch wrestling and you love wrestling and you don't enjoy Sting, you don't actually love or watch wrestling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Just man. saying. Hot yeah, takes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so... When I first got into it, it, it again was like that whole like tape, you know, um, going to Blockbuster or yeah. you know you somehow found one of those compilation videos at Target or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, for like five ten bucks or whatever it was going for. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I think the, whole, the the one thing that got me and this, it's kind of topical because it's it was like 23, 25 years ago, um, Hulk Hogan turning his back and joining with the NWO. That was mm-hmm. that, that was my first memory. Of WCW because I got indoctrinated at like age four or five, mm. you know. So it was like, whoa, you know, this guy he's super cool. He, you know, he's beating up on the bad guys, and then Hulk Hogan turns and joins the NWO. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy stuff, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And see, I, and it's weird. And my my memory works that way with most things, anyways. I don't always remember like the first thing that got me to do a lot of things. Like I just remember that I watched that promotion and I played those video games Mm -hmm. and we did switch over to WWF at one point but by the time I had switched over to watching WWF it was right before the invasion angle started I mean like in the same year that the invasion angle started that's how late I jumped into WWF
0: oh wow okay
1: yeah like late late so Mm -hmm. I got in there when everybody was jumping out and then jumped out pretty promptly after the invasion angle
0: yeah, I mean that um, that would be a pretty good time to segue in because that was probably around what WrestleMania X seven. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's, that was a heck of a pay per view, right? Um, I I know for me it was um, basically I want to say it was probably around 1999 <laughs> as things were starting to like really kind of go downhill for WCW. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, there's another wrestling show on another channel. So I would, like, nine-year-old me would channels, you know, flip between the channels, you know, and check in what's going on there over on WWF. And just at one point, I was like, I guess I'm going to stay here real quick here. Nitro's (laughs) kind of sucking right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's just kind of all worked out that way. I guess it's yeah, it's it's awesome talking about you know starting out, you know, uh, with following wrestling. I guess Um, you mentioned New Japan earlier. How you're becoming a a bigger fan of Ishii and and uh, and Yano. Mm -hmm. Um, You watched this morning.
1: I uh, actually right before you you texted me or DM'd me about. Uh, what time I'd be ready for the show, I actually had just finished watching the the G1 Block, ma- uh, block B Night 1 matches.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, are there any picks that stand out to you or, or any matches that stand out to you? What is it that you want to see from this year's G1?
1: So the match I'm looking forward to the most from this year's G1 is actually Yano versus Moxley um, because I'm excited to see super serious john moxley who wants to murder everyone in the ring go against uh the DVD salesman himself in uh, toriano so um i'm gonna put over myself when john and i did our uh new japan g1 uh, preview show i told him that yano was de- beating naito and spoiler alert <laughs> i was correct Yes, and it and it was fucking hilarious.
0: <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> Wolf, Wilf, uh, Wolf actually did the same thing for for me this morning. Like, I got up extra early to try and watch it, even though it was mm-hmm. only like okay. I got up at like seven thirty and yeah. hadn't yeah. It hadn't uploaded yet. Man, that's that's early. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, kind of <laughs> um, you know it wasn't uploaded yet, and then I was like just. Sitting around waiting for it to come up and then yeah, he broke the news to me. I was like, Whoa, hold on, like I haven't even gotten a chance to like look at this. Like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah, we, we talked later and yeah, he, we had a we had a good chat about it. It was uh, a
1: solid seven minutes of comedy. I enjoyed it.
0: Oh, it was great. Um it, I enjoyed it, it, it a little bit more than I thought I would, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well that that first match that I saw on uh on the climax show with Toriana was like eh. It was eh, but this one was pretty funny. Yeah? Is that something that you enjoy a lot, uh, the comedy matches? So I have become, like I said, when
1: I started watching wrestling last year, it was WWE and NXT. And I was very, very much into, into those promotions. And slowly it has devolved, I would say. Uh, I would like to say evolved, but it, because I watched New Japan and like being a pretentious New Japan fan or whatever, because that's a thing. But I, <laughs> I don't. I I really enjoy comedy wrestling. Like you know, we got we both saw, or we all three saw um, Orange Cassidy at Wrestle Circus. I'm mm. big on that. Gentleman Jervis, I like a lot. So I I have gotten to the point where uh, I enjoy a lot of the comedy wrestling because at, at this point now, for me and my wrestling fandom, I'm really more interested in what you like what just makes me smile right like whether that smile is because someone got whacked uh in on the bare ass with a light tube which happened at the gcw backyard show last week or uh <laughs> like the stunt brothers were doing canadian destroyers to each other off a ladder into a kiddie pool kiddie pool <laughs> got broken at that show uh, or silly things like the invisible man versus the invisible stan or at joey janelle's you know spring break three night two and the greatest clusterfuck a 60-man royal rumble where some Marco Stump sings teenage dirt bag on while someone plays an acoustic guitar behind him. At this <laughs> point look, yes, I love the super serious presentation of New Japan, mm. but give me twenty four seven title our truth segments over serious matches all day long because it just it makes me smile. Wow. And sometimes it's nice to get out of a super serious world mm. and escape into something that's just goofy and makes you smile.
0: Yeah, I, I like that point. Uh, it's a really good point because, especially nowadays, you know, you have you have a lot of access to a lot of wrestling, and right. you know, most of them are trying to put forth their their best, serious product that they can. So, uh, I can definitely see that point. You know, every every now and then, just kind of getting a nice, you know, almost breath of fresh air. Yeah, just right. bring a smile to my face. I don't need to be, you know, because we're all on podcasts. We, we try to be a little analytical about some of these matches, and it, it's nice to be able to take a step back and just be like i enjoyed that yeah
1: and and not even just from a wrestling standpoint either like people were up in arms because uh a, the freaking little mermaid isn't gonna be a redhead blonde or a redhead oh white God. woman this oh. you know like we are so serious about so much stuff all the time and mm-hmm. i look i recruit i'm a recruiter for my my uh real job um and so it's super serious right like i have to tell people their salaries and bleh. Yeah, <laughs> just I just I want to see Yano sell me a damn DVD. That's what I want to see when I get off work. I don't I don't need to know about Mike and Maria Canellas and their cucking angle. I don't need that shit. I I want to laugh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I I don't I don't get what they were like aiming for with that, or or still are aiming for with that. Because they're I mean, who knows how long that's going to be going on for?
1: Forever. It'll go oh. on forever. <laughs> because we're in the early 2000s again. That's why.
0: It, I don't know. This Ugh. is why they were re-signed. <laughs> yeah, do, do, you, do you have any insight as to who's the father? <laughs> I'm, I'm. You know, I know this is
1: crazy, but probably Mike canellis I know.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> I know. Shocker. So sorry I screwed up everybody's perception uh, on the story there. Either that or it's Mark Henry again. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Man, another hand angle would... Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, would... That would actually make me start streaming uh, WWE illegally instead of paying for the network. That's what it would do. I'd still watch. <laughs> I just wouldn't pay them.
0: You, you'd, you'd find a good VPN or something like that. I'd
1: right? find. I, I I know some people that can get them to me. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, since we we brought up it being like we're back to the early 2000s, I'm gonna yeah. give, I'm gonna give you two names, two last names. I'm gonna give you Bischoff. And I'm gonna give you Heyman. <laughs> what do you think about these two gentlemen rejoining the WWE? Does that does that get the meter running any for you, or is it um, good it's, omens, bad omens? Yeah. So uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie.
1: Um, I should probably be like everybody else and be excited about it, but I'm I'm not. It does zero for me mm. I didn't I didn't watch wrestling when they were quote that that was during my break I feel like most people take some sort of a break uh so I took a break during the ruthless aggression era um of course I've gone back and seen a lot of the content now and I know it happened happened during that time period but I I didn't watch then um so no it doesn't really do anything for me actually I, I do a show on the ringside app called smart takes and I last week's episode was me saying we need to tap the brakes. Heyman and, and Bischoff being in, in charge doesn't mean anything. Vince McMahon is still alive, mm-hmm. right? So even if what you're seeing is – even if you liked ECW and you want to see it in 2019, 2020, mm-hmm. you like liked WW, uh, WCW booking and you want to see it in 2019, 2020, I don't think they're going to have much control. Like Bruce Prichard showed up, and you would think Bruce Pritchard was going to have a lot of control. Like he was just in the world of what wrestling fans like, right? Like he, what all of us that do podcasts and the most vocal people on wrestling Twitter say we like is everything outside of WWE. Mm -hmm. Pritchard was a part of that world for a while Mm -hmm. and we, and he's still nothing changed. I don't see that anything's going to change. I think that they're just people that are there. And I believe that like starting with last week's raw, The perception that Paul Heyman had any say made people believe things were different, and they're not any different, and they're never going to be any different, not while Vince is alive. Um, But because we're fooled so easily, I think, um, that perception is going to be – there's a change. We're telling you there's a change, and perception is reality. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it does nothing for me.
0: Right. And I think that – I mean – there can be there can be some positivity towards it. I think Vince kind of knows where his level's at. Um, he's only willing to give either man probably so much. Um, uh, well, I mean, look at look at what happened when they tried to reboot ECW. Like mm-hmm. Heyman thought that was going to be like his own thing. Like he was trying to like run the show and make decisions, and he would get stopped by Vince at every pass. You know, uh, right. You know, eventually to the point where he he just up and quit, you know, and uh, right. <laughs> he it took him a while to come back. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. And Fightfuls, you know, report it too. Uh, shout out to Sean Ross Sap over at Fightful um, Fightful dot com. They. Um, he reported in his, his Fightful Select stuff that the, the feeling was backstage that the talent didn't think anything that is going to change. And uh-huh. um, I do side with the talent when it comes to that stuff, right? Because ultimately what I care about the most is that the wrestlers that I, I really care about beyond their characters and their gimmicks um, are happy. And if they don't think they're going to be made happy, then I don't know that I can believe that they are going to be. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Well, I mean, just look at like. Uh, EC3, for example. Look at how his body language has changed in just the course of a year's time. It's it's kind of absurd. So much sadness in one gif. Yeah. The the
1: half-ass with his name. I'm doing this. There's no video. You guys can't see that I'm trying to mock him. This is very strange now. I'm glad my wife can't open Is not going to open the door and see how weird I am. (laughs)
0: Like like just pointing at like the ceiling. (laughs) Like there's nothing there Anthony. (laughs)
1: She's like yeah the the
0: fan's not on
1: jackass. Aren't you hot?
0: (laughs) Do do an over the shoulder like turn to look. There's nothing there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Um, So yeah, I mean, this whole Heyman and Bischoff stuff is is very interesting to me, and and it's I know that it's for like very um, pretentious purposes. I, mm. I I don't know if that might be the right word or not, but I mean, it's it's something I guess that would make like for those who are like stock investors, I guess, who aren't like real wrestling fans, who aren't like totally invest in the product, but are like. I'm investing my money into this in, in the company. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like oh, I know Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. Those right. names sound familiar. Like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. maybe I have more faith in Vince, and hopefully, this Raw and SmackDown thing will get itself sorted out. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just yeah, I,
1: w- I would say the investors probably are people that aren't really wrestling aware. I would think they're just people that mm-hmm. see that WWE is a very well-run business, regardless of what I think about the product, which is I think it's crap. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it's a it's they are the best wrestling business in the world. No one's going to topple them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince McMahon is brilliant when it comes to making business decisions, whether we agree with them or not. Mm-hmm. Um, every decision he's made for about twenty years, maybe it doesn't impact the ratings, and it and it's easy to criticize that. But he's making a lot of money. The wrestlers are making a lot of money, uh-huh. um, and the stockholders are making a lot of money. So from what you're supposed to do when you're that big of a company, he's doing the right thing. And I would guess that the investors are just Wall Street guys that see all these great deals yep. happening, and they're like, dude, there's some money to make here. I'm going to jump on this while it's hot
0: yep. and then
1: and then flip it for some money, and, and it's, it's run exactly how you want it to be for that kind of thing.
0: Right. Well, I think there was a, a a lot of scare behind it too, where it was like, "Oh, okay, they're going to Fox, you know, WWE SmackDown. It'll be on Fox. there will be a big old boom. It's gonna be crazy. Everybody's gonna get like super rich real quick off of right. this WWE stuff." Right. And I mean, uh, AEW comes along, uh, kind of, and and disrupts the the atmosphere a little bit, and A um, WWE that is. I mean. I kind of see the Bischoff and Heyman stuff as a reactionary move to kind of, you know, have that confidence there still with the with their investors. Um, but like you said, I mean, they're a very wealthy company. <laughs> I don't see them going <laughs> around going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, right. Um, but let's talk about AEW though, since they're the disruptors right now. What, what are your thoughts, kind of general thoughts about AEW and kind of where they're going?
1: So I'm in, I'm incredibly excited because so many people that I really, really, really enjoy watching are in that promotion. Uh-huh. Um, I've been, you know, I went to All In, I went to Double or Nothing, I was there, and and there is truly with the AEW fans, um, and we were, you know, uh, we were just at, at New Japan last week, and all the fans there. There's something about people that are like there on the ground level of a show. Like there's this surge of momentum and, and excitement with people. Um, that's that that are watching it. So from that standpoint, it's it's really great. Uh, they've put on two shows officially. Double or nothing was great. Fighter Fest, I thought was a good show, but I I, it's not something that if it wasn't for the names in that show, I don't know that I would be crazy excited about about the promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the pre-show was really really terrible, other than the tag match which was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I I think that they're gonna do well. I don't know that they should have made some of the statements they did where they think they're going to war with wwe Uh, i don't know i i'm interested i'll be watching every show i'm not going to not watch a wrestling show that has kenny omega on it that's uh, one of my favorite wrestlers in all of the world the young bucks and the lucha brothers and all these other guys i you know i'm more interested in dudes that are in this promotion than i am in the wwe at this time um same goes with new japan and, and even impact so I'm I'm excited to see what happens with AEW. Uh, I'm a little concerned, uh, just because they the numbers are good, but they should probably be better, um, because based on what they've they've set the standard for what they should be, and they aren't meeting what I think the perception is of what that standard should be. If that makes sense, um, like they're 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 selling pay per views. They sold oh. pay per views. But 140,000 people watching consistently. I mean, how are you going to say that you think that you're going to fight WWE and you're getting a tenth of the the pay per view views, if not a twentieth um, of the pay per view views?
0: Right, and, and I can definitely see that. I think a lot of that too comes with like, oh, it's brand new. Like, right. I don't know what I'm actually looking at here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a chicken you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg kind of thing, right? Like, are there going to be more people who are going to start tuning into the pay-per-views once they actually get on TV? Or does it take having the the pay-per-views for them to get more eyes on the TV? It's just Mm -hmm. kind of one of those weird, I I don't know. See, I think it's a good strategy with them having some of the free uh, pay-per-views right Mm -hmm. now. I don't know if that's something that they're going to continue doing uh, going Mm -hmm. forward, especially once they get onto TNT. Uh, but right now, I think it's a really great option, especially because they're they're so new, and it's it's just an opportunity for someone who might be a little apprehensive—they don't want to spend the money to try it out. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can try it out for free. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and for for a free show mm-hmm. of pay-per-view size, I thought yeah. I thought uh, Fighter Fest was really really good. Absolutely. Besides the yeah. like you said, the pre-show. <laughs> right, right.
1: Oh no, the main show was was fantastic. Uh, Moxley versus Janela was outstanding. Oh man. Uh-huh. Shima Shima versus Christopher Daniels was that classic old school veteran wrestling match. I mean, it was uh-huh. like they're they're ob- obviously like more new school wrestlers. Um, they're not going to slug it out, but uh, you had the veterans doing work, having a good workers match. You had a good tag match with the Bucks mm-hmm. um, and Omega versus the uh, Luchadors and uh, Laredo Kid and the Lucha Brothers. So,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, I mean, there definitely is going to be some really h- high quality wrestling, and I think that the free thing absolutely the the free. Uh, shows is a great idea to get people to watch, um, and if you and if you're giving away for free, you know viewership's going to be low. You want to drive people to your main shows, mm-hmm. um, which WWE does that too. I mean, their B shows they they push them, but they don't push them like they do WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and Survivor Series.
0: Right. The the big four, the traditional mm-hmm. big four. Um. <laughs> we were talking online last night or actually I I saw your post and I just kind of posted back but um, I want to talk about LAX because I think that they're probably one of the premier tag teams in all of wrestling right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you and I agree that they'll most likely go to AEW perhaps? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay, I think think that's where they go. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, (laughs) I mean... With that, I mean the tag division for AEW looks uh, very, very solid. <laughs> if that if they are to make the move, I mean it's already very good. Right, um, but it would probably be perhaps the best tag team company in the world at that point. Well, they be they're fighting against uh, okay.
1: basically like. Like everyone else's hands are tied behind their back because there is not really any good tag divisions in in wrestling right now. Mm. Um, there just aren't. Yeah. Uh, WWE's tag division is talented, but it's booked like crap. Mm-hmm. Um, NXT's yep. tag division is a just a shadow of what it once was. Mm. Um, I mean, hell, pre- Street Profits aren't are on main roster and they're just hype men now. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah. If they get, it's already. I already consider AEW's tag division the best in wrestling. It's it's super stacked. But remember, no people still, most people have never seen l a x versus the Young Bucks, only the people on the Jericho cruise. Uh, that's right. you got th- and apparently, that match was incredible. So you've got to think that those guys want that match to be seen on television. Mm. And I say you pay them. I mean, if l a x versus Lucha Brothers was only seen by people that watched Impact. Right. So there's those two feuds for l a x alone. And then that's not even counting LAX versus, like, The Addiction or SCU, whichever version of, of those three guys they give you.
0: Uh-huh. There
1: are some feuds in there that that could be a big-time draw and Difference Maker and Disruptor for AEW. That kind of tag team wrestling could be a massive draw.
0: Uh-huh. For sure. Well, and you said—you uh, you did mention, of course, also, going kind of back to WWE just for a brief moment, uh, how a lot of their tag division is poorly booked. I mean— uh, is, is that just the state of WWE in general, or is there just like is it is it rudderless? Because personally, I'd like to see uh, the revival themselves go to AEW as well. I think a lot of people have been clamoring for them versus the Young Bucks for some time now too.
1: You know, I, I think it's a state of just what Vince McMahon's always done. He's not a uh, he's not a tag team guy. Mm. He's not they. We always we think fondly to tag team wrestling in the attitude era but in the attitude era he had four teams that fit fit what wwe or wwf was at the time um fit fit that promotion in edge and christian and or three i'm sorry edge and christian the dudleys and and the hardy boys
0: yeah i mean you could throw
1: tna in there yeah right right but if you but if jesus if you look if you look after that time period though like think of the other tag teams. so we had like back in the golden age or silver age of wrestling, tag team wrestling was really big then we had Attitude Era, we had those three teams other than New Days and Usos, Mm -hmm. we've not really had any tag teams that stay together for long enough to matter Uh, the Brothers of Destruction was a thing but that's just because it was easy to book in a storyline and they weren't, they weren't the New Day and the Usos like they are now, but they're two teams deep, everybody else is a revolving door, Mm -hmm. you know and so I think that WWE just doesn't care about tag team wrestling. I think that they they know that their stars were made as single stars, and that's what they rely on. And that's fine. Oh. It's just a bummer because there are some really talented tag teams all over, like The Revival, um, that really could do well if they were uh, together. Hell, if you could do freaking um, oh my Kings of Wrestling again with, with uh, Cesaro and... And Chris Hero, uh, mm. oh my God, what's his name now? I can't. Uh, Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono, thank you. I could. I, that happens to me not often, just sometimes. But put them together in a tag team, that'd be super entertaining again. You know, we've seen it before.
0: That's true. That that would be quite interesting. I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know where Cassius Ono is anymore. And he, <laughs> but you know, I think right. he's. Uh, I um uh, he goes back and forth between NXT and NXT UK so much. Um, but I I think that would be uh, yeah Kings of Wrestling that'd be very very interesting um, you know uh, who knows maybe after uh, Cesaro and Aleister Black have their kind of uh, see where this match goes tomorrow mm-hmm. if it oh
1: that match is gonna be so good I can like credit where it's due that I know it doesn't make sense in storyline oh. but that is gonna be a fantastic
0: match oh yeah, yeah. absolutely you know two guys are gonna hit each other as hard as they possibly can. Oh. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be great <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and i'm a big fan of of cesaro uh not so much when he's with Sheamus. like it's funny because i like cesaro and i like Sheamus, but when right. they're, when they're the bar it's like i don't get this off my tv <laughs> you know <laughs> dude i like i liked them together really
1: there yeah there's some things in wwe that a lot of people didn't like but i thought the bar was a great tag team i'm but maybe it's just because I like that they actually got belts, and I like Cesaro and Sheamus, and maybe mm-hmm. it was like a, oh, you're using these guys I like.
0: Right, right, for I, sure. I liked the bar because they were openly Liverpool fans, so I mean, <laughs> so, I mean take that sure, for what it's, it's worth. Yeah. Hey, 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 this is Texas. Don't you talk about their, that
1: their funny football.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, yeah. Funny football. <laughs> the, the one with the U, you know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's, they don't even spell it right. um, what matches this weekend Anthony are you looking forward to most just overall in general it doesn't have to be any one particular promotion just what what are you looking forward to seeing most out of this weekend's worth of wrestling because there's in my humble opinion uh, almost too much wrestling (laughs) this weekend
1: this is a a mania weekend level as far as how much content there is is and this is our future boys this is what we're This is what's happening now. In 2019 going forward, uh, everybody wants to be – wants to fight for number two and try to knock WWE down a peg. And uh, this is what our future is, I think, as far as wrestling podcasters. But, uh, you know, I already watched the match. Jeff Cobb versus Ishii was actually my number one match. And, oh, boy, did that live up to what I wanted from that. My God. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Sima is the one match I'm looking forward to the most – On fight for the fallen Mm. Uh, i am looking forward to the bucks versus the Rhodes. why would who isn't looking forward to seeing the Rhodes brothers back in the ring together Mm. um cesaro versus alistair black and i am looking forward to uh, aj versus ricochet as well from tomorrow's Uh show Uh, i don't care for the storyline i think ricochet is incredibly bland but they have been very good in the ring together uh Uh, and from the evolve show honestly I, i don't know that i'm looking forward to anything i think that the evolve show is just uh, an, an, an NXT show with a much better looking logo. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's a representation of what Evolve is at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it is quite a strange thing for them to have this Evolve show. Um, I mean, I understand why, obviously. Right. right. But... Yeah, you're, you're, you're openly taking guys like Adam Cole and Matt Riddle, Drew Gulak, and then Akira Tozawa over there, and you're like, oh, yeah, remember these guys? They used to be here. <laughs> right. So, so you get it for one night only, right? Um, I don't know, man. It just seems a bit... Uh, I, I'm intrigued because, I'll be perfectly honest, I've never watched uh, Evolve before at I all. I haven't either. Um, you know, so I'll probably end up watching pro- probably Fight for the Fallen and then... Fingers crossed, maybe Evolve will be on the network still later that night and I can, you know, peep in and see how that's going. Um that Matt Riddle Drew Gulak match though, that does seem to be intriguing. Yeah, that should be
1: that should be a very good match. Mm. Um also Gulak's wrestling back to back nights, which is not something I would expect for WWE to be behind with with someone like Drew Gulak being the guy that's on your T V two nights in a row. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Great. Drew Gulak's awesome, too, so yeah. good for him. I'm glad he's getting these opportunities.
0: Yeah, not, you know, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Some of them just have great PowerPoint game. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, I appreciate you answering these questions uh, for me, because I, I, I've, I've waited to, to talk to you for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I'm in this like fish suit currently. I, I know uh, I didn't dear. I didn't break you know break the news right there off the bat. You know it's yeah. been it's been hard. Since I've been sitting here in this hot Texas weather in this big <laughs> weird fish suit. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I'm surprised you didn't ask any questions, Stephen. I, I don't know, man. The, you, you showed up in a wetsuit one time, and I just <laughs> uh, I figured it was more it was more hassle than it than it was worth to really even ask about it. And then now you're dressed up like a big like. I don't know salmon. Like salmon Yeah And uh, I don't know I just let it slide at this point hey. S- Sweet <laughs> well, well I appreciate you letting it slide Oh yeah um, Anthony I do have a spare oxygen tank And a pair of goggles here Do you want to take a dive in For some If Wishes Were Fishes with us? Uh, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get too excited now. Yes. Uh, listeners, if you've never played or heard us do If Wishes, your fi- if wishes Were Fishes before, um, this is just a fun game where we each take turns making a wrestling-related wish, and the others will greet it in terms of fish. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Um... So uh, I guess uh let's start off and get Anthony into the rhythm of it. Yeah, yeah. This is a fun mm-hmm. game. Um do do you wanna start, Steven, or yeah, would you like can, me to start? Yeah, yeah, I can start. Uh so mine's just a super quick one, uh since we have uh we started watching uh the B block night one today, uh mm. the G one, then we watched the night one of block A. Um so just real quick, uh if wishes were fishes, John Moxley wins B block of the G one. Oh, okay. Very sneaky of you. I had a wish a few weeks ago that was very reminiscent of this one. Mm, mm. Mm. See, I was <clears throat> kind of—I was debating if uh, I wanted Moxley or Cobb to win, mm, uh, but mm, I went mm. with Moxley. Moxley's uh, Moxley's a good choice. See, if uh, I think what my wish a few weeks back was—if um, wishes were fishes—Kota mm. um, Ibushi would win Block A and John Moxley would win Block B. Would and that would be the two-part. Two yeah, that would be the okay, finals. I see. Um, again, call, call it a pipe dream. Yeah. I, I yeah. call it a, a wish for a fish. My pipe dream is uh, <laughs> Osprey versus uh, Moxley in the finals. <laughs> Not going to happen, but no, would be great. <laughs> um, I do like that wish. I, I do think it'd be interesting to have Moxley as like the guy to overcome. In the uh, you know the G one B block, yeah, yeah, um, it'll be very telling whether it'll be him or Naito or or who it could possibly be that comes out of B block. It could be it could be anybody, um, but I do like the intrigue of it being Moxley. So if wishes were fishes, I would grade that uh, uh, for tarpon fish. Tarpon fish. Yeah, okay. look, it's a very big fish. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, some big matches. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> big, big fish for some big matches. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, what do you think of Steven's wish? Oh, how do I grade? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's go with. Uh, oh shit! Hold See, on, we, we I'm looking.
0: Just try to go for some like B grade segways. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
1: I'm looking I'm looking for a fish here and I don't get it. I can't read I can't read that's the problem. Texas Education. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, it's really really rough. Uh let's go with 10 cowfish Uh <laughs> Let's go with five white spotted eagle rays. Nice. Ooh, because that would be a great point and there's a point at the end of a stingray. Beautiful. Huh. Beautiful. Yeah. I think you nailed it. I
0: think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think we got this. <laughs> that sounds like a beautiful I'm going to have to find that fish. That sounds very awesome. It's on one of these charts. <laughs> 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 well, Anthony, uh, what do you got for your first wish? Uh,
1: my first wish mm-hmm. would be that... Uh, ooh, I want to say New Japan-related, actually. Ooh. my If wishes were fishes... Toriano would get the rightful IWGP heavyweight championship match he earned by beating Kenny Omega in the G1 last year. Holy...
0: F- <laughs> Good God. <laughs> that's a, that's All a heck right of then. a wish, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, so... <sighs> and he'd also get an IWGP Intercontinental championship match on the same night because he beat Naito this morning.
0: Wow. Huge push. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have like Yano night, you know? That's right. Yano Night at the Tokyo Dome. Give it to me. <laughs> that's that's a fantastic wish. Um I I would have never saw that coming. Um so would he be facing I guess he would be facing Okada obviously, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't know if you had like <laughs> Oh yeah. IWGP champion of choice, That's here, right. that you're going to be. Okay, we're going full Okada. We're going full, full on Okada. And that means also if he wins, there's going to be
1: some weird shit going on in chaos, just saying. Oh yeah, that's going to be brilliant. That's right. Yano leads chaos.
0: <laughs> that's the world I want to live in. Hey, you know what? I, I think that's the world we deserve. It'd be um, like see, the same we thing. Have, we can just yeah. have Yano be the new cleaner since uh, Kenny Omega. <laughs> so in honor of that, I'm going to give you four and a half cleaner rasses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna give him a six omate butterfly fish. Nice. Uh, th- this this omate butterfly fish. It looks a lot like what Yano would wear to the ring. It's got like the, the sash and the red and the yellow. That's a Yano fish right yeah, that's there. A, that's yeah. totally a Yano fish right there. <laughs> um. So yes, definitely given that. That was that came out of nowhere, man. I did not expect that at all. <laughs> Great wish, man. Um, Tanner, what you got? If if wishes were fishes, we're Uh-oh. gonna stay with New Japan. Okay. But if wishes were fishes, because I hate Tai Chi so much. I hate him so damn much. Uh-huh. I I last week I wanted Evil thrown out of L.I.J. Uh-huh. This week I want Tai Chi thrown out of uh Suzuki Goon. And I want Taichi and Evil to form a tag team together. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. It'd be called El Terrible, <laughs> and they would serenade each other out to the ring, and it'd be the worst thing that you'd ever see in New Japan. But why the fuck is
1: evil singing? <laughs> Jeez, that sounds like. Did you guys ever play the game Bravely Default?
0: No, I haven't actually. What, so what Bravely
1: is Default is a uh, it's a JRPG that I did, was on. Actually. Yes. Uh, Yeah, it was on 3DS, and you picked different jobs for your characters. This sounds like you played that game, and you made two characters from your party a tag team in New Japan. That's what this (laughs) sounds like. (laughs) It's a great fucking game, by the way. It's one of my favorite games of all time. What is it called? Bravely Bravely Default. Default.
0: Alright, I'm writing this down.
1: It's it's, such a good game. (laughs) Is it on Steam? No, no, it's on Nintendo 3DS.
0: Okay. You can pick up a 3DS for pretty cheap nowadays. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, all right. You can
1: probably find an emulator in and in a, a ROM somewhere, too.
0: Cool. So, in honor of that wish, I'm going to give you five long-nosed hawkfish, because that's an ugly tag team, and this is an ugly fish. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at that thing. It looks like a bird, like, you know, it, it looks like a birdfish. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. crazy looking. Five of those. There you go, sir. Anthony, if you had to give any fish to this tag team, <coughs> what kind of fish would you give it? I would give you one midnight parrot fish.
1: <laughs> one, one be- because this fish is super dark, and the world we would live in that would give us this shit that you've booked would be a very, very dark world. Uh, and only one fish, because you deserve to starve after that kind of a wish. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Oh, <laughs> I think I get the game. I think you oh, do too. It's, it's a very fun game. Yeah. Um, well, good. I'm glad that I got my crappy wish out of the way. I'm, I'm very satisfied with the reaction. And now that you've gotten your crappy wish out of the way, I'm going to get my crappy oh, wish okay. out of the way. good, good deal. Uh, so, doing a slight callback to uh, some of our older episodes talking about beast milk. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Brock Lesnar's brand of milk. Exactly, yeah. his famous pre-workout, Beast Milk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... All right, all right. We all know this, Brock Lesnar owns farms, like, all across the country, yeah. right? Yeah, Okay. Beast Milk processing plants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, if wishes were fishes, uh, Brock Lesnar finally <clears throat> attempts to cash his uh, money in the bank, uh, but instead we find out that the briefcase all along uh, had the first ever bottle of of uh, uh, of Brock Lesnar's pre workout be- be- beast, beast milk, <laughs> yeah, as seen on TV, um, and Triple H comes out and tells Brock that he's about to have a match for his briefcase, and yeah. uh, Andrade comes out, yeah, kicks his ass, pours uh, beast milk all over him. Oh, okay. Fair, fair enough. Yep. It, it, is a, it is a true story. Brock Lesnar owns tons of farms all across the Midwest oh, and yeah. up in Canada. I'm just using that as a catalyst <clears throat> for my beast milk joke. No, I, I, absolutely. <laughs> no, I I mean, where else would it come from? That's true. Right? Um, beast other milk. than Brock Lesnar cows. <clears throat> Can you imagine the cows <laughs> that Brock Lesnar yeah, has? Like on Yeah, it's seven his feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twice the size of a normal cow. Yeah. Um, let's see here. And that's my crappy wish. Have fun, y'all. <laughs> so, okay, so Brock came out with the the, the the briefcase, but the briefcase actually had beast milk in it. Correct. And then Alberto Del Rio came out. Andrade. Oh, yes. Andrade came out. Because he got uh, fucked over at Money in the Bank. Yes. hmm Okay. Okay. And then he pours the beast milk on Brock. Correct. What happens to Andrade after that? Oh, he runs away. Uh, Andrade wins the match and now has the the briefcase, and Brock Lesnar can leave forever. Okay, so this was a false briefcase. Yes, yeah, ah. it was a false briefcase.
1: I have a very serious question about the milk.
0: Okay, go ahead, go for it.
1: Do does Brock Lesnar also offer horchata?
0: It's possible. I Only because the if
1: there if there's because <laughs> if there's horchata Flavored, this, change it from a, this changes it from a crappy wish to a pretty solid one, and I will be investing.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, uh or orchata, Brock. Uh, you know, it's got a he's it's like him on the on the front of the carton yeah. with like mm-hmm. a sombrero. and he yes. says, yeah. says Olay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> and he's giving uh, Almis an F five uh, because <laughs> Almis is so floored by the fact that that orchata tastes
0: so authentic. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. See, this is a team effort. We rounded this wish out. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give that eight longhorn cowfish. Okay. Because where else does beast milk come from except for fish? Except longhorn cowfish. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Can you milk a fish?
0: These are the deep questions that These we ask on Headlock Talk. We figured it out for beast milk. <laughs> We really, really should figure that out. Um, and, I'm gonna go with no, a- Anthony. What do you think of this uh, uh, beast, Orchata? Man, well, if it is orchata, and because I
1: only can read three of these fish's names, uh, I'm gonna go with that. Would be a southern
0: stingray. Ooh, there you go. Ooh. Only available in the south.
1: It's. That's right. That's it. Uh, just one, just one of them, because one is enough.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. They produce a lot of milk. You only need one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if milk produced fish, or fish, fish produced milk? Yeah. yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. It wouldn't work the other way, would it? No. Mm. What, if milk milk if, produced if, fish? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work at no. all. No. <laughs> Moving right along Anthony <laughs> What is your uh, what is your final wish for the week? For if we well were I'm glad races? that we're going I'm glad we're going crappy
1: wishes And I'm glad that we've already started <laughs> off with a uh, A pre-workout here Because I'm going to stay in the world of WWE Cool <laughs> And I'm going to put on my Vince Russo conspiracy theory hat Bro
0: Oh man Here we go this, <laughs> Brace yourselves l-
1: folks Tomorrow night Lacey Evans, Baron Corbin They win everything They're the oh. champions of the world Mm. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch they start a uh, they start this this uh, this this movement and they convince every man and woman in the entire company to find a pair and all of the WWE is coupled up right so they're all booed up now everyone all the factions are different so like Carmella and our truth obviously are together right so everyone's got a female male counterpart okay uh-huh. and then there's a massive Royal Rumble in February where it's all of them in the ring at the same time, winner takes all. Every match from then on is winner takes all. Forever. 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 Just like Uh that is WWE now. Eternally, yes. And WrestleMania will actually become a Sadie Hawkins dance, um, and all of the women will ask the men to go because that is what the women's evolution will be going forward. Huh.
0: (laughs) So.
1: <laughs> I don't do I don't do drugs. I'm just weird. <laughs> so, so
0: we're basically turning the WWE into a reality dating show. Correct. We're turning it. Which would really is it not? I, I mean, <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: has it has it not always been a reality dating show? Yeah, really, it,
0: it truly has. We're been. really <laughs> not too far off. Right.
1: Right. Right. And my uh, Maria Canellis actually bounces around with different guys, convincing Mike that that might be the dad. <laughs> It, it never it never is and the dad was always Mike all along. Um but you know, Vince thinks we're stupid, so we're just convinced in his mind.
0: <laughs> so so the this Royal Rumble match uh th- Correct. that you're saying uh with <laughs> with with the couples, what would it be called? Hmm. Uh the winner take
1: takes all match. Right. Yeah, everything's just called that. I have nothing to... I, I'm not that creative.
0: <laughs> the pay-per-view is
1: called Winner Takes All. Yeah, the whole... Well, because there's going to be 60 people in the match now. Yeah. Also, it's going to be really hard to watch because men and women can't be in the ring at the same time still.
0: Uh-huh. Nor can they pin or, like, you know, right. eliminate or you know, whatever each mm-hmm. other. Correct. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, the whole paper per is going to be three hours of that. So, hope
1: you guys are ready for February in Houston. <laughs>
0: Oh man, uh, <laughs> that's a good I, I, one. I love this wish. Really, that's good. good. <laughs> um, what, what was that show called? Um, it, so, just just to I make sure New I'm York. understanding the concept. Well, yes, <laughs> that show, that show too. Um, Flavor of Love. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's the one. So, so WWE's really always been an extension of Total Divas, is what I'm getting out of this. Mm. Correct. Like we've been living in the wrong world. It's been in reverse the mm-hmm. entire time.
1: Right. Yeah. And Moxley actually left because him and Renee were not interested in participating in the the winner <laughs> takes all. Revels. <rubble. laughs> Spoiler alert. Is. So there you go. I think Ringside that's... Ringside News is going to pick that one up.
0: <laughs> I, I I love this wish. Uh... <laughs> I think it deserves a general of a fish, so I'm giving you ten Napoleon fish. Napoleon um, Rass fish, more specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I, I absolutely love that wish. <laughs> it made me rethink the way I see the world. <laughs> uh, I can't really think of a segue for this one, so I'm going to give you <laughs> a three-axle spot hogfish. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful looking ah, fish. A Look wonderful looking fish. Yeah, my my Is segue this, it, game isn't good.
1: I've, I've got your segue. I'm ready for you because uh, at one point, James Ellsworth, who Daniel Bryan famously called the Big Hog, um, was a man but also a woman in WWE. There you go. <laughs>
0: Beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. Brilliant! Yeah. <laughs> I have an English minor and a communications major. Don't worry, I use it very well for stupid shit like this.
0: <laughs> it's it sounds like you were the per- perfect contestant for this game. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to keep it WWE, okay. but I I you know for the love of God, I'm not going to be able to live up to that last wish. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, all I really want here. If Wishes Were Fishes. Mm. Since Cedric Alexander finally got back on TV, even though he was Gary the Goat, whatever his last name was. um, I I just really want Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy to be back on TV in a competitive capacity. If Wishes Were Fishes, that's really all I want. And that's a fair wish. A real fair wish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean... Oh, it, we could go. We could go around all day talking about the underutilized talent that we wish was on TV.
1: Chelsea Green.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm.
1: I was just thinking about her last night. That is
0: sounds she, weird. Is she? <laughs> welcome. Welcome to our show. I was gonna let it slide, and that, that laughter outburst was completely involuntary. <laughs> Is she she Uh, no longer injured? Like, is she cleared? (laughs) No, her and Deanna
1: have been tagging together for like a month or two. Really? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Crazy. (laughs) Yeah,
1: her and and Zack Ryder are just sitting at home drinking Long Island Ice-Z. Hey.
0: Mm. (laughs) Waiting for that
1: Sadie Hawkins dance. Right, (laughs) counting all his pop finals.
0: (laughs) That That was good. That was good. It, it, it's good to take a step back into a into a serious wish again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, I don't have a segue. That's fine. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you uh, four Maldives anemone fish. Oh, it's a nice little yeah, that, gold goldfish. Yeah, I like that's, I like it. I like the nice. cut of that fish jib. Yeah, he's, he's What did you just say to me? Like, he's got, you know, never heard this phrase, you know, like the cut of that guy's jib, or that girl's jib. Nope. No? No. Nope. So, like an old-timey saying. Mm. 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 Like uh Such good shit. Yeah, or like uh <laughs> What was it I said the other week? Peel your peepers. Oh, yeah, keep your peepers peeled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm really, like, 90... but uh yeah no i'm just here in the 20th, the 21st century fair enough man yeah uh, i like that fish though steven it's a a good fish fish. yeah you're sculling me in all these these (laughs) old school phrases yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's nothing to be proud of (laughs) anthony do you have any fish for cedric alexander and buddy murphy being on tv so since buddy murphy is australian Mm.
1: and uh australia is you know under control of a queen and I think that this is a wish straight from the heavens huh. I'm going to give this uh, and because today is the 13th I'm going to give this 13 queen angelfish
0: wow did you just do a quadruple segue? he, he quadruple segued that. this, man.
1: this <laughs> man have you even listened to smart to death all I do is segway <laughs> man blue chew dot I'm just kidding <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was that was that was heavy <laughs> I feel like I always get showed up on these segues with our guests. <laughs> it's, it's okay, man. Well, to be
1: fair, I have like ninety-seven sponsors at this point. All of them are actually just people I put over. I don't really get anything from it. So I'm really <laughs> yes. I pay I pay them. So that's right. Uh you heard it here first. Blue Chew doesn't sponsor the show. I play I pay Blue Chew to sponsor me. It's very strange. Mm. Huh. Mm-hmm. First it, deal of its time. Interesting. <laughs>
0: That could be completely false it, it, it is. I, I, I hear that they also sponsor Mike Canellas <laughs> but for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, but do they or was it the real dad? <laughs> mm. fair enough. These, these are all the, the cover. Up. <laughs> the, these are the questions <laughs> we ask here on Headlock talk. Uh, <laughs> Anthony before we wrap up, is there anything that you would like to say from the heart? anything that you'd like to plug sponsor shoot from the hip my friend
1: (laughs) guys thank you so much for uh, having me on i it's always super awesome to have uh to find out there's more people in texas we talked about this the other day in dallas there's not a whole lot of texas podcasts Mm. Uh, so there's us uh headlock talk smart to death get the tables and uh squeezing the benchmark and i don't really know a lot of other ones so um i always like getting together with us because people think that our uh our state is stuck in the past and we ride horses everywhere and although that is true Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have to stand together against the completely warranted hate we get um facts but (laughs) yeah you're welcome but sincerely uh glad uh glad to have met you guys i have run into um run into you guys at wrestle circus which we are lucky here in austin uh you are there in austin texas i have to put that over because wrestle circus is the best indie in the world to me right now mm-hmm. i think they put on consistently amazing shows uh twitch.tv slash wrestle circus i get no kickback at all from that truly from the heart i love wrestle circus mm-hmm. uh, i pay full price for tickets and i will every time i can go mm-hmm. some of the some of these indie guys uh, some of these people that are big stars have been on wrestle circus before that you guys might not have you might have heard of now right like hangman page has wrestled there. cody's wrestled there. Um, we've seen people that are in, in WWE and Shane Strickland go through Wrestle Circus, so mm-hmm. um, check it out. It's free to watch once a month on Sundays. Um, and also, you can follow me at Smart to Death. I go live after almost every wrestling pay per view because I watch almost everything. Um, so tonight I'll be live after Fight for the Fallen. Tomorrow I'll be live after Extreme Rules. Uh, it's YouTube.com/smarttodeath, and the podcast is available on all major platforms and all major social media platforms as well. I'd love to have you guys hang out sometime. Uh, thank you guys for having me on.
0: Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> it, was, it was a pleasure. Um, I, I do have to go feed my horse, which is actually a dolphin now. Mm, um, I see. But, I see. but uh, yes, it was lovely having you on. Um, I'm so glad that we finally got to get together and chat. And, um, you know, uh, for, for us here, you can obviously follow us, um, you know, on uh, Twitter at Headlock Talk. Uh, you, we are available on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, Podbean. Uh, you know, it, tell you what, Google search Headlock Talk. Mm-hmm. You'll find plenty of places where we're at. It's, it's mm-hmm. crazy. We made it, mom. Yeah, we, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, uh, for business inquiries, you can always hit us up at headlocktalk at gmail.com. Um, am I forgetting anything else, Stephen? No. No, I nailed it that's this week. That's all the plugs. Yeah, that's great. Nailed it. Fantastic. <laughs> um, otherwise, I'm, of course, the Texas Gentleman. And to my right, the one and only Stephen Grudy. Thanks, guys. And thanks, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, sir. And you all have yourselves a wonderful rest of the wrestling weekend. Catch us on Tuesdays on Brainbuster Radio. We'll see you there. Later, y'all. Later. What you doing?
1: Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D virtual try-on.
0: Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh,
1: now I want new glasses.
0: Zenny.com, Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95.